Hello, this is Jake Winters with Eye on the Triangle for your weekly movie review. This week will be a review of A Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. This film was directed by Roy Anderson, a Swedish film director. It was produced for the Venice Film Festival in 2014 and only recently released in the U.S. on the 3rd of June this year. This movie comes as the third installment in what Anderson calls the Living Trilogy. These three films are all connected in that they observe the obscure. They are considered absurdist comedy and rightfully so. The film begins in a museum where a man peruses the exhibits with some amount of interest while his disinterested wife waits for him to complete his ponderings. The only sound during this time is music. The music becomes important when it links this small scene to the next. A man is standing in front of a set dinner table staring absently toward it. He stands bored waiting for something to come but nothing does. His wife is in the other room humming to the music as she does some chore. The music that she's humming to is in fact the same music that was playing inside the museum. The man eventually reaches for a bottle of wine on the table and begins to open it with a corkscrew. The effort to pull the cork from the bottle strains the man's body, inducing a heart attack. Here the short story ends and the viewers quickly move to the next. This vignette is a part of three which come after the beginning museum scene and all three focus on death. One, a man dies while on a cruise ship, and the other, a woman awaits her death in a hospital refusing to let go of the purse that she holds to her chest. These surreal situations are characteristic of the film, a series of short stories strung together by mostly random coincidences. Some major characters in some of the stories become part of background in others, or often the spoken phrase, I'm glad to hear that you are doing well, is uttered across a telephone linking the stories together in a minor way. This strange linking of stories gives the film a dreamlike feeling. The film is shot using only still camera angles. From when a shot begins to when it ends, the camera is static. It is as though the audience is looking through a window into the world of the story. Usually the shot is of a somewhat large area with many events happening at the same time. In all of this, it is rather easy to miss subtleties placed into the background of the shot. In a scene where a man is on the telephone in the street, two major characters from another story are sharing dinner in a restaurant that the audience can see into from the window. How background characters are used by this film is extremely unique. When something odd or peculiar happens in a setting with extras, they will often notice instead of just being a bystander to the plot. Their facial expressions allow the viewer to compare how a character reacts to the odd circumstances with their own reactions. Color plays an important role in film. And in Pigeon, there was an obvious effort to make muted colors a constant throughout the stories. This subtle feature of film is not always used to its full potential. The boring appearance of the film contrasts with the disturbing and bizarre scenes. This extra attention to detail is a part of what makes this film interesting to watch. The settings are often familiar, yet they seem unreal. The city seems too dull, and the street is completely vacant while the man on the phone paces outside of the restaurant. The film can be categorized as an absurdist or surreal comedy, and while the film can be hard to laugh at, there is a comedic value to the situations. The film gets its name from arguably the oddest segment of the film, and what appears to be a home or school for the mentally disabled, there is a talent show taking place. The scene begins as a girl is finishing her act and another is called to the stage to perform. The man directing the performances asks the girl what she has prepared and goes on to have a full-length conversation with the girl on stage in front of the audience. She explains that she has memorized a poem and tells him the gist of the poem. It is a pigeon wondering why it does not have any money. This is where the film takes its name from. It is one of the few stories that is hard to relate to any of the other stories throughout the film. The tone set by the film can be described as morose, morbid, and melancholy. The characters are almost always in unfortunate positions. 
It is hard to say what meanings are hidden within this film, and I will leave my interpretation out of this review as to let you view it without any preconceived notions. I personally am not the biggest advocate for this film. I would say there are points when it drags on and on and seems as though it will never end. That being said, I also feel that every person should watch this kind of film from time to time. It is far different from your average movie, and I would even venture to say that it is not a movie, but rather an art piece. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Movie Review. This is Jake Winters for Eye on the Triangle. Have a good night. Good evening to you listeners out there. This is the Community Calendar, an Eye on the Triangle segment informing you of cool events and activities occurring on campus or around the Raleigh-Durham area. So let's get started. The Campus Farmer's Market is open to the public from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Wednesday, September 15th in the Brickyard. This is a weekly service to the faculty, staff, and students of NCSU and the surrounding communities. Cameron Village will be throwing it back to 1949 this Friday with a showing of the Oscar-winning All the King's Men. Join them for classic cars, popcorn, and an outdoor movie. Classic Car Show is from 5 to 7, with the movie starting at 8 p.m. Again, that's this Friday, September 18th. Raleigh Brewing Company is supplying the beer, and Always Popping Gourmet Popcorn is giving away free popcorn. Bring out a blanket or chair, and they'll see you Friday. More details at www.shopcameronvillage.com forward slash info forward slash movies. SparkCon is starting up this Thursday and will be going on throughout this weekend. SparkCon is an interdisciplinary creativity art and design festival produced by the nonprofit creativity incubator Visual Art Exchange in Raleigh, North Carolina. SparkCon happens each September in downtown Raleigh. SparkCon's creative potluck of sparks or creative themes such as art, music, film, fashion, geek, circus, etc. is put together by passionate individuals who volunteer their expertise and are deeply embedded in a specific local scene. Using a combination of networking and open calls for participants, organizers create diverse and representative events to show off local talent and connect disparate creative scenes. Visual Art Exchange produces SparkCon to celebrate and highlight diverse creative efforts in the Triangle and is a part of the VAE mission to support and provide opportunities for artists and connect the community to the arts. SparkCon is founded in 2006 by Ali and Beth Kalafi of DesignBox. This event starts Thursday, September 17th, and goes on throughout the weekend until Sunday, September 20th. This is free and open to the public. Hunt Library will be hosting Dr. Ben Watson for his latest weekly forum, Coffee and Viz. Thanks to technology, visual communication is easier than ever to create and disseminate. Unfortunately, technology hasn't yet been able to help produce people communicate effectively. Thus, the catchphrase, death by PowerPoint. Dr. Ben Watson, Associate Professor of Computer Science at NC State, will discuss visualization as persuasion, using visualization as a tool for communication rather than discovery. This event will be held Friday, September 18th at 9.30 a.m. in the Duke Energy Hall, found in Hunt Library. However, if you show up a little bit earlier, say 9.15, there will be coffee and light refreshments available. This event is open to the public. The 24th Annual Dog Olympics will be held this Friday, September 19th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come enjoy the family dog, cheer canine athletes, celebrate the human-animal bond, and help raise funds and awareness for the plight of homeless dogs by attending the 24th Annual Dog Olympics 
at the NC State University College of Veterinary Medicine. Dogs of all breeds, shapes, and sizes are invited to participate in athletic and non-athletic competitions such as Limbo, Musical Sit, Howling Contest, Longest Tail, Roll Over Rover, High Jump, and Frisbee Toss. The annual Dog Olympics is a great family day and provides an excellent opportunity to further socialize well-behaved dogs as well as an opportunity for a family considering adding a pet to the home to observe all breeds of dogs and talk with their owners and representatives of various rescue groups. All proceedings support the rescue groups in attendance. This event will be held at the College of Veterinary Medicine, located at 4700 Hillsborough Street, Raleigh, North Carolina. In celebration of the IBMA's World of Bluegrass Week that was held in downtown Raleigh, a panel of musicians and music historians will discuss the history of bluegrass in Raleigh. The panel, moderated by banjoist and composer Hank Smith, will include Charles Pinnell, John Tier, Alice Grenard, Tommy Edwards, and Justin Robinson. This discussion and panel will be held in the auditorium at the James B. Hunt Library, September 21st from 7 to 8 p.m., this event is open to the public. This has been the Community Calendar. I am Peter Swazeni. I'm Saif Hassan, and this is your News Beyond the Headlines. Argentine soldiers were subjected to abuse and torture by their own superiors during the 1982 Falklands War against Britain, according to files released by Argentina's armed forces. They are the first official documents from the conflict to be made public and contain testimonies from soldiers who say they were poorly equipped and cold. They say they were severely beaten for leaving the trenches to look for food. The conflict over the islands cost the lives of more than 900 soldiers. For years, war veterans have complained about the terrible conditions during the conflict, including lack of proper boots and coats. The previously secret files describe mock executions and soldiers being tied up inside empty graves. A lieutenant describes how another officer tied his hands and legs to his back and left him face down on the wet sand of a cold Falklands beach for eight hours. A sergeant says he had to be operated on after being kicked in the testicles. A British task force was sent to the area and regained control of the islands in June, Three Falkland civilians and 255 British servicemen died during the conflict. The number of Argentine dead is estimated about 650. Argentina's defeat precipitated the end of the country's brutal military government, which was already facing serious economic problems and lack of popular support. Despite widespread criticism in Argentina of the 1982 invasion, most Argentines continue to claim the islands as theirs. President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner has previously described the British presence as a blatant exercise of 19th century colonialism. The British government says it will defend the self-determination of the islanders. An overwhelming majority of Falcon residents voted in March 2013 to remain a British territory. About 2,900 people live on the island. <laughs>